Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, the audio version of our Facebook Live series, Art Talk Tuesday. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and I am so excited that you're here to catch the weekly replay of my laid-back yet very inspiring conversations with other full-time professional artists. The purpose of this series is to show aspiring artists like you that it is completely possible to make a great career out of this art thing. And if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high-profile companies such as Bass Pro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to advancedmember.com, that's advancedmember.com to learn more. This week's episode features Arkansas-based artist Tram Colwyn. If you take a look at Tram's Instagram, it's pretty obvious why anyone would be drawn to her style. Specifically speaking, her 100 butterflies she recently completed in the first 100 days of this year. We did a similar 100-day challenge in the Artist Academy with the purpose of making yourself sit down and just create every single day. As we talk about this subject, Tram beautifully justifies the importance of setting goals, staying organized, and how that greatly affects your overall art business. I was so impressed with her organizational skills and the ability to stick to the promises that she makes to herself. Painting every single day for 100 days is no small task. I would know, but I really believe that the ability to do so really transfers into everything else you do. And Tram is a brilliant example of that. Let me know what you think about this week's episode with Tram Colwyn. So basically, I just uh, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself, and then just so people can, if they don't already follow you on Instagram, uh, they can just get to know you a little bit, and then kind of transition into the so what was the tipping point that took mm-hmm. you from hobby to professional artist? Yeah. Um, so, um, like Andrea said, I am from Fayetteville, Arkansas, and um, I, I'm known for my watercolor artwork, but I love all sorts of different art forms. I do acrylics. I um, provide stationary goods as well as home goods among um, the products that I offer on my website. Um, so a lot of my art is inspired by nature because that's the thing that, you know, makes me feel like I'm coming alive. So um, so that's a lot of what I do um, as far as the art side of it. Um, but I also um, am going into the field of doing workshops. So um, about a year ago, four other friends and I, we got together and created this uh, event called the Creative Social Retreat. It's a, where we invite people to come to a weekend and we do workshops. So we pro- uh, like 
offer five different workshops um, for people. And then we also do a business opt-in so that for anyone who is a creative and is interested in um, going into uh, the business field of art, we also um, give advice, answer questions and stuff. So um, I'm just really passionate about not only doing my art, but also um, helping other people to, um, you know, explore their creative side. And for those who um, are artists, and want to do art, uh, I love sharing my experience and whatever advice I can uh, to help them because I've been through the journey and um, just know how important it is to have help and encouragement in it. So that's why I love sharing. <laughs> um, but as far as what was the tipping point for me, um, about two and a half years ago, I, I was a manager at a painting studio. Uh, as much as I really, really loved it, um, you know, I was a part of the art community, but I felt like um, it wasn't my career. And I knew I wanted to have a career. I just didn't want to just have just, you know, a part of my life in art, um, as far as just, you know, managing an art studio. Uh, because not only do I, uh, you know, I want to create art, I want to be able to share my art with people. And that wasn't an, an avenue that I could uh, at the current state that I was at. Um, and then just, and I just also felt like an overwhelmingness of like emptiness inside me, as far as, you know, feeling like this is not where I'm meant to be. Like I'm meant to have more than, you know, just being an studio manager not that it's not a rewarding job in and of itself um, it was just not where I felt um, I was called to and so um, I like at this point so I slowly got into it as far as you know it was my like side hustle <laughs> for about a year um, or so and just to kind of started started going I you know opened up my Etsy shop and started uh, pro you know, creating artwork, um, selling art prints and stationary goods on there. Um, but it was until it was last year that I went um, full time with it. Um, it was like a huge leap of faith. And it was just one of those moments where I'm like, okay, if I'm not going to do it now, then I'm going to drag my feet forever <laughs> and not do it. So I just kind of like jumped in, like with like, just both feet, like somebody, if you were to ask me, did, did you have a business plan? No, I didn't have a business plan. <laughs> it was just like at the right moment at the right time. And I just needed to do it. I mean, after I got into it, I'm like, whoa, whoa, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think about all of these things. But uh, I'm learning as, uh, as I go. And so this is my second year going, um, doing art as a, a business full time. Um, and it's been great. And, you know, ups, lots of ups and downs. But so far, it's been such an rewarding uh, opportunity to just really do what I love. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, definitely. I love that. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> So, um, so you did a, so I, I just want to, I just personally, this is a question that I want to know. Um, yeah. you did the, was it 100 days of butterflies? Or yes. Was that, yeah. Okay. So you did so, go for it. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, oh, the 100 day project, it's a national, um, like project that you can be a part of it. Like the actual date of it starts in April, but, um, I knew that I wanted to do a 100 day project, but I wanted to do it at the very beginning of the year. So my first day of the 100 day project was the first day of the year. Um, my main goal to doing it was, um, to like, 
allow myself to sit down and paint every day because the hard like thing the when you learn about doing a business being an artist and doing a business at the same time is sometimes you get so caught up on the business end of it because you know you're updating your website or you're trying to produce content and all of these things that um I find myself going for like weeks sometimes you know or even days without picking up a paintbrush and so like going into it I wanted to like give myself time to actually sit down and paint daily um just for myself and for the fact that you know I wanted to improve my skills as I go and and see what I can do uh with it and I picked butterflies as the main topic just because you know I wanted a focal point in my project and for me like butterflies has such such great meaning like in a lot of different culture to a lot of different people you know it represents change and life and so many different kind of transition and I just felt like you know it touched me as far as what it meant to me and like i hoped that it you know people would respond to that and during throughout my project um i had so many great people responding to it because i i think they also share some kind of level of like you know uh, a meaning with butterflies to them uh and it's really fun each day to like have people comment and say like oh my gosh like i look forward to your butterfly each day or like i always get really excited whenever um i see your weekly wrap up you know it makes like it just makes my day or makes my week or something like that and it's really encouraging um to do it um so yeah so that was my one or day project this year that is so cool. I I totally get that. We did so I went, when I started in the uh, I started the Artist Academy um and early this year and I was like let's do a thirty day challenge and we did thirty days of January or thirty one days <laughs> and then we jumped right into a hundred day challenge and just for the, yeah. for the reasons you exact reasons you were saying it's just because it makes you sit down and do it. How long did each but butterfly take you usually? Well, my goal at the very beginning was like. 30 minutes is what I told myself. But uh, <laughs> if you ever <laughs> if you ever get a chance to actually look at my art, um I love details. I'm obsessed with details. Um cuz that's where I like I I think there it just clicks with me. Um you know, cuz I find beauty in the things that might not be like you can't see it right away. You have to look really hard. Um so for me, I because I add so much detail in my work, most of the time the butterflies took me at least an hour some days it takes me to about 2 hours but um i didn't felt like oh my gosh i didn't um you know i wasn't able to fit it within the time that i wanted to like it was just it just kind of made it flow and um i knew that i like it was for my benefit as far as like you know being able to um you know like refine my skill as an artist to continue in that so i never like was grudgingly like oh my gosh this is taking me 2 hours. <laughs> yes, I, that that's about a decent amount of time. I I think cuz we when we did our 30 day challenge it was complete a painting every day for 30 days and I s- normally spent almost 2 hours every time. If it yeah. went over 2 hours I was like this is I don't like this. <laughs> that's so cool. yeah. so I was actually going to talk to you cuz I was, I saw that and I was like that would be perfect for my next 30 day challenge that we do in January. I was like, what if she'd find if I copied that idea? <laughs> no, go ahead. It's great cuz like I I've been getting comments from people like, "Oh, like you've inspired me to start uh painting butterflies or I'm going to do a butterfly project for 30 days now." And it just like 
I, I love it. It makes me excited that, um, you know, what I'm doing is encouraging other artists to, to create, um, you know, something else or similar to mine. Good. That is such a, that is such a good mindset too. I love when people have that because it really is just uh, abundance over scarcity mindset because a lot of people are like, this is my idea. No. And then, but I feel like a lot of us are just like, yeah, more the merrier. Like I yeah. we can't, we can't fill every art or every mm-hmm. house full of art, you know, it's just like, we all kind of have to work together and that. Okay. How do you get your frames? Where, where do you get your frames? <laughs> I actually, uh, frame USA, um, oh, is the, um, yeah. So they, they were really great uh, as far as working with me. And like, if I, like, there was like a few frames that like, I'm so picky <laughs> that didn't like meet my requirement and they were so gracious to like replace them free of charge and shipped it for free and everything. But they, I highly recommend them. They actually are having a sale this weekend. So you should check them out if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a 35% (laughs) off or something like that on like some select frames. So anyways, that's totally (laughs) off topic, but yeah. But so like I, I ordered the frames because, um, for my project, I actually, um, a month into it, a friend of mine suggested, um, to, for me doing a gallery show out of it. Um, and so I kept all of my paintings and everything. And so at the end of the project, <clears throat> I actually partnered with a local uh, art gallery and um, they hosted me for like a four day uh, event where I was able to display all of my one of day butterflies, which was such a surreal moment for me because, you know, I would paint them and then I would put them away. And like every now and then I would take a picture of like, you know, 25 or something like them laid out. But it's, it's, it was totally mind blowing to me whenever I like saw all one herd butterflies like in front of me, like, it was just such a surreal moment, like, oh my gosh, like, all 100 is like right here in front of my eyes. And I get to see each one of them. And it was really fun. Because like, um, in the show itself, I was able to like, um, like leave little comments for the viewers to read of like, different thoughts that I was feeling throughout the project. And so um, it was really fun. And, and a lot of people uh, really enjoyed that. And I've got I got great responses uh, from from my show as well. (laughs) That's amazing. I love everything about what you just said. I feel like that's it also almost plays into like a marketing perspective in your brain because they say like people have to see someone's brand what is it like 27 times for them to really remember, remember it. And you putting mm-hmm. out a butterfly every single day is then seeing almost the exact same thing every day. And then it just like, it creates more of a memory. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's surprising now how many times I get like uh, direct messages of people sending me pictures of butterflies or like, I saw this butterfly today. It made me thought of you and your project and it just makes me so happy and everything. And so it, it just cracks me up that whenever I see that and like seeing the impact of um, that one project and how it's been. <laughs> that's amazing. Okay. So and you do them with watercolor, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. With the yeah. tiny, tiny, tiny brushes. I, <laughs> I used a really tiny brush. Like one of my friends was like, which kind of brush did you use? Did it only have one hair on it? It has more than one hair, but it's a really tiny brush. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be like the opposite of what I'm used to working so big. And so that might be a fun change. Okay. Or we'll just yeah. do big butterflies. I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I might do it. Yeah. Okay. So just kind of going on with our questions. So what makes up your typical work day? How many hours do you typically spend painting? Yeah. 
So um, it kind of depends. So the way I work my schedule is I do a block schedule. And so what I mean by block schedule is I block every hour of my day from the time that I wake up. And so like um, that would include, you know, getting up in the morning and walking my dog and stuff like that. So and then like an hour of going through emails and then um, so like I allot five hours to client work. So, cause I do commission. So, um, I would allot uh, like, you know, three hours to this client and then two hours to this client, depending on, uh, where I'm at on their project. So that is what I do as far as, um, you know, like, so the first like four days of my week, um, is what I do as far as like, you know, going through the, the days, answering emails, five hours of work as far as client work. And then after that, I, um, I give myself at least like an hour or so to do my own work. Because um, sometimes it's hard to just constantly be doing creating artwork for other people. Not that I don't enjoy it. But you know, you need to have your own kind of art. So I have that. And then, um, but then I also leave like Thursdays and Fridays as open days, um, just so that way I can, um, you know, package, uh, all of like the products that have been sold so I can get it shipped and, and everything. And then Friday is kind of like my flex day. So whatever project or, um, commission I didn't get finished, I would, you know, move it towards Friday so that it will allot me time. But I mean, not like... It, I don't stick to it every single day, so I don't want anyone to be listening to this and be like, whoa, she's completely organized. <laughs> um, that doesn't happen every single day for me because, you know, like sometimes I would, um, like I said, I would allot an hour to emails, but, you know, if you're like, if I'm talking, emailing a client and they, you know, email me back right away, like I have a tendency to just kind of sit there and keep like emailing um, them back. So I get into a wormhole of different things and social media gets me there too. <laughs> so it's hard to balance it all. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. saying you saying how you like you leave Fridays open for like the spillover stuff is mm -hmm. genius because yeah. I right now in my business I usually book things Monday through Friday and I've done that for the past year and I wonder why I'm so stressed out working on the weekends all the time I just re <laughs> recently was like okay I'm only gonna schedule things four days a week and even then it's hard because if, mm -hmm. if someone says hey I need this done I'm like I have this Friday open. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it can be, yeah. I like, it, like the way that I've, um, as far as like this year for myself, like as far as client work, I have like also blocked off like, um, the way that I schedule my client work is, you know, I give myself at least like two to three weeks for each project. Most of the time it takes me a week, but I always kind of give myself cushion just in case something comes up. And so like I kind of work, I'll start on one, one week and then start the other client one week and they overlap with one another. And so that kind of helps me to like be able to jump from project to project and stay um, inspired um, so that I'm not constantly just doing one. Like, but I mean, sometimes there are some projects that I just love and I just want it. Like I'm in it. I'm, I just need to get it done. Um, so, but it really helps to like have an open day. Cause like um, my, uh, my husband, he works for, um, uh, like the uh, the government and so he gets Friday every other Friday off and so leaving flex days off also allows me to like you know spend time with him because you know sometimes as artists and especially when you work for yourself um, it's hard to stay at a like 
a schedule, you know, it's easy to work all the way into the night. And then you realize like, oh, I didn't do anything for myself, you know, like, because when you go to a job, you know, you're, you leave your house, and you work from, you know, eight to five. And like, once you're done, you're done. But when you work for yourself, and like, my studio is in my house. And so because of that, like, it worked kind of sometimes overflow into my afternoons and evenings and even sometimes into the weekend like you said um so having those schedules really helped me to like you know step back and take time for either for myself or to finish other project if I do decide like this is important I need to finish it up <laughs> definitely yes I love your over your almost over scheduling I've been thinking about doing that because it really just <sighs> like you see where your time goes too you're mm -hmm. like okay yeah yeah. yeah. And that really helps me as far as like, um, like thinking through how much I should charge, um, like for a project. So like, if it was if I'm creating a logo for someone, and I know it only it takes me about like, you know, let's just say five or six hours. That way, like I know that that's five billable hours. So like, mm -hmm. if I'm paying myself $30 an hour, so then like, you know, I get to pay myself 30 hours dollars an hour for five hours on that project so it kind of helps you to also like when I write it out I can kind of tell myself like this is how much I'm expected to make during this time because of you know this project and this is how much I build them um so like you know if I'm doing like a, a like a eight by ten you know painting like I know that takes me you know at least two days to do and it's like a, a combination of probably eight hours. And so that's how I like it helps me to kind of do my price point and um, and kind of a lot like when I can need to do them and when I need to, you know, have them done by. So it helps as far as like putting my mindset of like, you know, this is my project. This is how much I can also be paid for too whenever you block off schedules. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, the, your uh, pricing things in time increments is definitely how I do it as well it's like yeah. it's just the, the easiest except for when you like under guess which is my, <laughs> my thing all the time yes oh gosh it's, it's really really hard and like I said like for me like details is what I love and sometimes I allow myself to go over just because I love it love the details so much but like and I realize those that's that's a part of my personality and like I can't really like charge my client that kind that part of my like personality. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of have to know yourself as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, can you talk us through your painting process? Like, are there any methods or techniques that you've picked up through your years of experience? Um. So I, I mean, I do a lot of portraits. So you know, yeah. it, it's kind of it's you know like pretty simple as far as doing a portrait of just sketching it out and you know what you're doing. So I do pet portraits. I've done a few human portraits and um, I also do um, bridal bouquets. And so it's pretty straightforward. Like for me, um, it's just kind of sketching it out and then working it through. But like as far as for like my own kind of artwork, um, I, you know, a lot of times kind of like imagine what, um, I want to create and um, kind of just sketch it down and but sometimes I'm one of those people I'm just I'm just gonna go for it I know what I want to paint and I'm just gonna lay it out and see what happens um, I have I have an artist friend who you know lives here in Fayetteville too she is very very organized as far as like she has like different little 
thumbnail sketches and everything like that. And um, sometimes I'm like, oh, man, I wish I was like that organized as an artist to like create thumbnails and everything. But we all work differently. And so uh, sometimes I would sketch it out. And then other times I would just go for it and and um and just paint but like as far as the pe the portrait stuff it's kind of pretty straightforward as far as um like what i do is i send my client a um a cropping of how i do, how i'll do create the portrait and then once they approve it i'll just start um on the painting so yeah <laughs> yeah very cool very cool um let's see what is the one thing you don't like to paint without when it comes to my watercolor, I can't do without my Winsor Newton, um, like, uh, stable brush. Like, I love that brush so much um, because it holds so much water. And then the other one is my Winsor Newton, like, very, very tiny brush, the one that has only one hair brush. So um, <laughs> those are the two things that I, like, absolutely love as far as, like, the materials that I use. Um, and then just listening to music sometimes is what I really need to have. Or just, um, you know, my, my dog is always constantly sitting next to me when I'm painting. So I also have him too. But, uh, but as far as the materials, that's, those are the two brushes that I always use constantly. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm gonna have to look into that. I'm not a brush. Like, I don't have like specific brushes that I like, but I think I just need to try more or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll definitely say, uh, Rachel just commented. She's like, you are so organized. I love it. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Um, if it helps, I will, I can give you guys a screenshot of um, how I schedule my, my day. If you, if, if it's helpful, I can yeah. post that sometime, maybe under the comments later or something like that. Yeah. I think, I think we would love it. I think it, a few people at least could definitely benefit from that just to see like how is it is it hour by hour usually like half yes. hour um so like I mean it's not like I have it written out like you know nine to ten and then eleven to twelve but like it would be like if for instance like last month I did a um a logo and so the company was called Joyfield. so like you know from like nine all the way to 10 or 12 like both blocks is says joy filled on it and so it's on a spreadsheet for me and so like you can I can see the hours and I can see like which project I'm supposed to be working on and like I have it on my google sheet so like I have always have access to it either on my phone or on my laptop so then that way I can kind of keep myself um like to remind myself what I'm supposed to be working on. And then if it doesn't work out, like, you know, sometimes things come up, I'll just transfer it to Friday. That's what I do. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Rachel yeah. commented again. She goes, yes, please share that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I follow like, uh, do you know, Rachel Hollis? Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she does. It, your writing, your schedule down reminded me of like, um, so she writes down like, affirmations kind of a thing or like her like goal for the day have you ever tried doing that um I have before like for some reason it's echoing like I'm oh. sorry like no, I can I'm hearing repeats of things anyways so oh. um the way that uh, like I'm not very very great as far as like you know writing all of my goals down but like usually at the beginning of the year I would have like dream projects that I want oh. to do. Um, so like, 
like this year I want to create a calendar. Um, so that was on my goal to create a calendar to launch for 2020. And then another goal of mine, um, I teach um, an intro to ink floral drawing class and I've created a guide for it. And so this, my goal for this year is to launch it as both a, like a physical uh, workbook as well as a, um, a digital download. So then that way I get both like people can have it both physically and um, and if they and it's passive income for me if they download it with the uh, the digital download with that. But um, so so I would write different projects that I really want to do. And then I also like write dream like clients that I like to work with. Like when, when I say clients, I mean, different companies that I want to work with. And so like, uh, one company that I really wanted to work with, it's a local um, uh, shop here, and they curate their stuff in such an amazing way. It's really, really beautiful. And like both of the um, women owners, they're people that I look up to as far as like business women. Um, so like my goal, like that this year was like to be able to work with them in some way. And so, um, and I got to, so it was really exciting. Uh, I'm creating, uh, like, we released it about two months ago. I created a an exclusive tea towel design for them, and then we're about to launch one in um, later on at the end of the summer. So it's really really fun to like, you know, write down different goals for yourself and to kind of um, dream. I think, but like, but as far as like daily or weekly goals, um, sometimes it's just like I kind of focus on like my to do uh, list rather than. Um, you know, like having goals for every single week or, you know, does that yeah. make sense? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's so fun to dream. I love doing that too. <laughs> I've had this like thing in my phone where I like, I write down like yearly goals, like big ones. And I remember, I remember like looking back like this past January, looking back at last January's and seeing some stuff that I accomplished. And I was like, yeah, that was just a dream a year ago. Holy gosh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like I love doing that because you know, sometimes, you know, in business, it could be very discouraging, you know, because as I don't know about you, but some days, like, it's just feast or famine, you know, mm -hmm. like one month, you do so well. And then the next month, you're like, what is happening? Like, why am I not making money? You know, and so like, it's always good to have those goals to kind of like remind yourself like, hey, like, a year ago, this was just like a dream for me. And like, I couldn't even imagine working with this client and like, I'm able to check certain things off of my list, you know? So I think it's always kind of important for us and like, especially because we're visual, like visual people, it's nice to like write it down and kind of remind yourself like, Hey, this is not just like the day to day thing. Like there's more, a bigger goal. Like, like what I like to sometimes do is like kind of visualize like, what do I want to be, where do I want to be in like next three years? And I work backwards from that. And yeah. so like, so like things such as like, well, I want more freedom as far as being able to uh, create my own artwork, but still make money. And so how can I do that? And one way is to create passive income. So like, I'm trying to like figure out different ways um, to have a project where I do it once and it's there and it's done and I don't like have to deal with it anymore. You know, so like, that's why I'm looking into doing e-courses and like I said, the booklet and stuff like that. And so that's kind of like 
my dream goal is to always kind of work, have that dream and then work my way back. Like, what do I need to do now in order to get there? <laughs> yes, that's amazing. I, you're speaking my language too, because I'm all <laughs> about that passive income stuff. It's print or just like starting courses and stuff. Yeah, it's such an amazing time we live in. Like, I can't get over mm -hmm. it. It's just like, yeah. there's so many things that we can reach so many people. And I'm like, I am so glad to be born. Exactly <laughs> what I was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just amazing. Like, and sometimes like, like, yeah, there's just so many opportunities as for us as artists. Um, I think it's just like, when you when you start looking at other artists, like sometimes you have that imposter like syndrome and, and like, you know, trying to you're trying to constantly comparing yourself, and I struggle with comparing myself to other artists too. But it's really important to kind of also, you know, like appreciate other artists where they're at, and like you know, and look at them at, for like you know as encouragements and stuff like that. But also make your own goals in order to like, you know, to encourage yourself in that and not have to compare yourself constantly to someone else because like, you know, my first year of um, doing it full time, like I struggled with that, like looking at other people who have like 10,000 followers or, you know, doing all these massive things and like wishing like, why am I not there? Like my art is good. Why can't I be that? And you kind of get yourself in a bad hole when you start thinking about those things. So, so when you have your own goals, like it's good like that's so important because then you have your own dream and you like need to know that like your dream is separated from that person that you're constantly comparing yourself to. <laughs> yeah. If that makes sure. sense. Yeah. yeah I, yeah, we definitely all, I, I even too like just suffer from like imposter syndrome all the time. I'm like, who am, who am I to teach, <laughs> you know, aspiring artists? Like I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, totally. One thing, uh, someone told me they're like, um, the, the people you're jealous of um, are pro are the ones you need to be learning from. And I was like, ah, oh, that hit deep. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll be scrolling on Instagram and if some, I'm like, I'm genuinely happy for when artists have like a monumental or something happen. And I'm like, oh, or like a brand deal or like they get a big sale or they're selling for this much. And I'm like, I'm, I'm so happy for you, but I want that to be me. Like what the heck is this? <laughs> like, I just need to like switch it in my mind. I'm like, okay, what are they doing that I could do? like that's similar mm -hmm. or to be better or something. So like, I just kind of like, all right, I'm jealous of them because of a reason. So I just mm -hmm. kind of like switch it kind of like that. But yeah. 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 Um, are there any art lessons you learned the hard way? I think one of the biggest lesson is pricing my work at like the worth that it is. Yeah. Um, like, and also, especially when you're starting out, like, you, you know, you want to have clients and you want to make money because you're starting out and you need to make money. Um, it's so easy to price yourself so low, you know? Um, and like, and I'm still struggling with that. Like I have artist friends who have been in it for a while now. And every time, like, you know, a topic about like my stuff, my artwork comes up, they're like, you need to raise your price. Like I have a friend who's always constantly telling me you need to raise your price. And I'm like, I know, I know. Like, um, so I, but it took me a really long time to actually like believe like my art is worth this because, and then like, but, and also telling yourself like, okay, what like, um, makes me qualify for like this amount of money, you know? And, and sometimes it's really hard for us as artists because we create art out of our heart, you know, and what inspires us. And, um, 
like it's such a personal thing and then when you add like the business side of it you add money into it it gets kind of mixed up you know it's really hard when you're trying to compare like add your passion with trying to make money from it um so because like I want people to have access to my art but I also want to like get you know paid for what I deserve and so what's been helpful for me in the last year as far as like pricing my art is to remind myself like I have an art degree. Okay, I paid money. I went through schooling for this. I, you know, it's not like I'm just like some, you know, like, just, I'm going to try to paint today, you know, and so like, that qualifies me, you know, for this part. And then like, how many years have I been practicing this? And, you know, all like, or so, all sorts of things. And maybe if, if even if you don't have an art degree, like, if you have been painting for years, like that's a part of your experience and you deserve um, that, you know, cause just like, like I'm trying to think of different um, jobs in the corporate world where, you know, the more like years you've been in it, the like more pay you should get. So kind yeah. of like tell yourself, like you are like being an artist, you are a professional, like it is your job, like not, it's, it's a fun job and it's a fun career, but it is a job. And so you need to like realize that like, these are the qualifications that allow me to um, be paid for what I, I should be paid. And so it took me a long time to like really believe that and um, not be afraid to lose client just because my price didn't fit with, um, what they want you know and like um like and if anything I have enjoyed like working for people more now whenever I feel like I am being compensated for my time like because I don't know about you but there's been projects where I'm done I've done that like I put so much work into it and like in my mind I'm like oh man I'm only getting paid this much for it but I'm you know, like I would never want to create an art, a piece of artwork, like grudging about like how much I'm being paid for it either. So I think that's been a really big lesson for me as far as like, you know, like knowing your worth um, as far as who you are as an artist and your skills, um, because I didn't do that. And like, I think like I struggled um, with like my confidence as an artist in that, like, cause it, I feel like that all connects to, for me, like, you know, feeling like, am I even worth this? Um, but whenever you actually like review, like what qualifies you to be, be paid, then I think that gives you more confident to, um, to like continue in your art. Um, so like, that's what I, I think one of my biggest regret, like at the very beginning, cause like I was so, so afraid of losing uh, work for ha at having a high high price than um than really like valuing myself because now like I'm having to work like almost not backwards but like um trying to convince people why my price has gone up you know I had like a client who you know in the past paid for this much like now they're coming back and wanting something else similar and they're like whoa why is your price that high you know I think that's one thing that um that I kind of regret. And it's funny too, cause I actually like my husband introduced me to, um, a, he was just a family friend, but he's, um, an accountant. And he said to me, if it's not selling, raise your price. And I was like, what? That makes what? no sense. Yeah. It's crazy. But in all actuality, like it, 
actually really true as far as like raising your price people start thinking about the quality of it um and so like so anyways it's been working for me <laughs> as far as like um seeing that change um this year uh so that's one thing that i regret or, like regret and then another thing that coincide with, with it is like in the first year of my business going full time i was always constantly like trying to figure out what do people want to buy? Like, I need to create things that people will buy. So like, what is it? And so I was constantly trying to create things that I think people would be interested in. And it like, it did not do well. So some of the things that like I launched, it was like failure, <laughs> you know, like I, and like not every single one of them, but like some of the things that I felt like, oh, this is going to do so well because people love this. Uh, and so hopefully like it's going to sell for me too. And, um, some of it flopped. And so that was a really like hard lesson because what I learned this year is that I was constantly like trying to figure out what people want, um, to buy. And, and so I was creating those things, but those things didn't necessarily bring me joy, um, mm -hmm. in it. And so like, so I was like painting things that like, I thought people wanted rather than painting for myself, you know? And, um, this year, one of the things I learned, like, um, somebody said, it's like, people will buy your joy. <laughs> and it sounds weird when you say it that way, but it's, um, what makes your art unique is you, you know? And so like, if you're passionate about whatever topic you're painting, so if you're passionate about butterflies, you know, and you know, like people are going to see that and that, like, it's going to attract them to you, you know? Cause like, if you're passionate about a topic and you're painting it and it keeps you going, you know, people, it's going to like be contagious and they're going to want that. Um, and like, it's better to like, catch those people then try to like figure out what everybody is doing you know and so when you're creating art that like you know inspires you then you know I think people will see a reflection of that and so like for me this year I'm like taking a step back more of like instead of thinking of like oh what are people what do people want me to make and so that they'll buy it I'm more thinking like what is going to bring me joy to create this year like what am I excited about and then I create that and so far it's been working you know this year so cool I was just thinking I need to go and do that again too because like I've been doing commissions for people and I just haven't been painting for myself and so I'm like mm -hmm. I've just recently I've been like okay what makes me ha what, what do I what would be the best thing that I could paint today so I definitely relate to that that's that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, you're right. I think a lot of people do are like, well, I'm known for painting wildlife or whatever, but I really want to paint this other thing. And then they're like, but people like my wildlife or whatever, and they don't go for it. And so I love that you said that. <laughs> um, let's see. What are your, oh, actually, do you have a favorite past project? Or do you have a favorite painting? Uh, I have a few, like, the one right behind me right there that's yeah. an original that I keep up that I really love um and the reason why I love that one is because like I like again like I love a lot of details and like loose florals is something that is really hard for me because like abstract is like completely outside of my comfort zone I can't do it um and so that piece right there I just like couldn't sleep one night and I just started painting and 
I created that and it was like a loose floral painting that I was really happy and proud of and people love it. And so like, I love that project. Um, and of course, like, I really love my butterfly project just because, you know, it has such a good meaning to me and have gotten so many good reaction from it. Um, and like, I've sold, I think I've sold close to like over, over 50. So yeah, I think I only have, I'm not sure, but I know I sold over 50. Um, so like, it's really awesome for me to think like, wow, like it's my butterflies have flown away from my studio and it's, <laughs> it has a new life out there um, doing yeah. other things. And so, um, so like I got to ship one to Australia and to Canada and stuff like that. So across the U.S. So it's just fun to kind of imagine like my art is, you know, going to different places. So that's been such a really good and fun project to me. And, um, and I'm also like writing it out as long as possible. So like I just released my um, butterfly posters. And of course, like the calendar that I said I'm going to be doing this year, um, it's going to have a combination of my butterflies on it. And so um, people seem to love it. And I'm just going to keep making products out of this project. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm going to buy your calendar. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> like, I, have a, I have a calendar every year and I'm like, that's the perfect calendar. I want you. Thank you. So if, it, if, if I don't see it, just tag me in it and I'll just I'll okay. buy it. <laughs> Sounds good. What are your future art plans and goals? What are your upcoming projects? Let me see. Like I said, I'm, I'm currently working on my calendar right now. So I'm just putting it together, like the tedious side of it, as far as like those, all those little boxes and everything. So that's what I'm working on. Um, like I said, I have the creative social retreat with my friend, the, um, it's the business that we created. We have, um, we did a retreat earlier this year in, well, actually in the summer, uh, in Colorado. And then now we have one kind of more local in hot springs, Arkansas. And so it's, uh, uh, like a two and a half day event uh, that we're doing um, so that uh, again like we're changing up all the workshops and teaching people new things and I'm really excited about it um, and just to be able to like share um, like creative skills with other people and to create a, a community because a lot of the artists that we like have met they're like it's just so lonely like I don't have other artist friends and so whenever they actually get to come together with like-minded people they're like oh my goodness this is what I need so it's really exciting for me and I've got different types of um craft shows that are coming up so I do craft shows every year I've got a big one in um, Memphis Tennessee that's going to be coming up in September and then I have another one in September and then a few of them in December as well so those are the different projects I'm working on and then just yeah I think I'm going to create also um, a advent calendar tea towel thing so we'll see. <laughs> yeah. like, I've got I've got so many different projects that's kind of like flowing in my mind that like, you know, sometimes I need to like sit down just to be like, Trav, you need to focus on these things and create them. <laughs> yes, I think everybody can relate to that. <laughs> I know I can. Um, as you were talking, I was like, if, since you're so organized, I was like, if you ever come out with like a butterfly planner or something, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's see. Um, that's a good our last yeah. That's a good thought. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not to add to your plate. But <laughs> um, last question here. Is there any advice you would give artists who want to make art their full-time career, but just don't know where to start? What's a good starting point? 
a good starting point. Oh, gosh. Hmm. It's, I mean, like, I would definitely say start it out as a, like, if you're, start it out as a side thing and actually see if um, art as a business is really, truly what you want to do. Um, because, you know, like, I, I love creating art, but I'm not necessarily, like, the business side of it isn't necessarily my forte because like I, I didn't go to art or a business school or anything like that so I'm kind of like learning as I go and so there's just so many behind the scene to doing the business part of it that um, can be overwhelming so like I feel lucky to have like actually kind of started off on the side because then I was kind of easing myself into it um, and you know, like, I think it's an opportunity to kind of, like, test yourself to see, like, okay, am I, like, can I actually do this as far as, like, my personality? Will I, like, be able to, like, be organized enough to do my taxes, <laughs> you know, and to, like, figure out my budgets and all of these things, you know, it's fine and everything to create art, but like whenever you pull the business side of it into it, um, I think us as artists people, like that's like the math part for me, especially is like where I crumble <laughs> a little bit. And so like, you know, get like test it out and see um, if that's something that you really want to do. And then, you know, there's just always like a point where you have to just make that decision of, yes, I'm going to do this or like, I'm going to do this as a side thing because I enjoy it. I love it. And just have that um, because there's a lot of investment whenever it comes to like starting, you know, a, an art business. Um, like most of the time people say a business isn't profitable and like at least like three to five years into it. And so, you know, sometimes as an artist, like that's really hard when you start thinking about that and how much you can actually invest in it um, is what I would advise to people. But whenever you're ready, um, <clears throat> go and do all of the paperwork, fill, like I am registered as a, uh, DBA, which is called doing business as, so I'm doing business as Tram Colwyn Art, um, and that's going to allow you to be able to open a bank account and apply for a business license, um, and then that's where you start, you can, um, you know, do all those legal things and, uh, figure that out, um, but yeah, so that's kind of my advice is to kind of, you know, if you want to try it as a side job and really see if, you know, doing art as a business is something that, you know, would fit with your personality because not everybody um, can like juggle both of them. Not, I'm not saying that like I'm good in any way as far as like being able to do it. Like I have a lot of help, especially from my husband. He does all of my, he does all of my taxes. God, like <laughs> bless him because it's really hard. Um, so he like take he takes care of like the tax side for me, um, and so like that helps a lot of the stress you know out for me. Um, and as far as doing my artwork and and stuff, so yeah, yes. I hope that helps. <laughs> it, it definitely does, and I think what you said is a lot of a lot of times that's very much overlooked is the the non-painting part because a lot of people on the outside especially non-artists they like oh you just paint every day and I'm like no <laughs> like, yeah so much more to it especially like email mm -hmm. lists I remember, I remember we, we had talked a little bit of do you want to elaborate on email lists because I definitely yeah yeah of course um so like I like 
a majority of my business comes from Instagram. And so okay. just because Instagram is such a visual thing. Um, but the thing is, like, I always stress the importance of starting a um, an email list. And the reason why is Instagram, even Facebook is not, um, you can't always rely on it. Um, yeah. You know, like, I don't know, like, but like this year, I think Instagram has like glitched at least three times where it's not yeah. working or like, you know, and like the whole algorithm. <sighs> Anyways, so like something that's something that you can't rely on all the time. But what you can rely on as far as communicating to your business or like your audience is email list. You can choose to talk to them as many times as you want to. And, you know, you can provide the information, you know, like if, if Instagram is shut down, who, how are you going to get the information to them if you don't have an email list, you know, like, so like if it decides to crash for a month, like how are you going to talk to them if you don't have an email list? And the thing about like, for me, at least my, like for those who do subscribe to my email, they're more ready for um, any product that I actually introduce. Like they like know my art, they know like, you know, about me more, a little bit like, well, I wouldn't say more cause I share a lot on, on Instagram, but um, I think they're more ready. They're like ready buyers versus like on Instagram, they might be following you because they think that your feed is beautiful, you know, or like pretty or some whatever, you know? So like they might not necessarily, um, are looking at it as a thing like, oh, I'm going to consider buying this person's art. Um, but whenever, you know, someone signs up for your email list, I think they're more committed to following um, your business and where you're at and, and what things that you can offer to them. Um, so like, that's what I, I really stress is the fact that, that you get to control how many times and what ways you talk to your audience when it comes to an email, but Instagram, Facebook is not always reliable. So you should have some kind of different way to like contact them. So, yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I am so all about this too. Cause like an email list too, I kind of think of it as like, those are like the more, the more interested people, just like you said, but it's also just like another thing. So like if you post mm -hmm. on Instagram and you email them, they're seeing you twice in that day. And yep. it, it, if they see you on Instagram, you know, yeah. um, do you email them like once, once a month or what's your typical? Um, yeah. So, I mean, typically at least once a month because, um, for my subscribers, I have a, an exclusive giveaway that I do all the time, uh, or like not giveaway, giveaway, but freebie. So every month I create a new freebie, which is like a desktop calendar and, um, oh. like a screen lock. So it's only like only my subscribers have access to it. And so that makes it the, the special thing for them. Um, but like, so like whenever once each month, whenever it's released, I email them and then, but like, um, but most of the time, whenever I'm launching a product, I will send them uh, information about when it's coming out. And then I also update people on different um, events, workshops that I'm, I'm a part of. So like at least once a month, twice to three times a month is probably the max that I usually share with people. I mean, sometimes people like I have people that I follow, um, they do it like every week, which for me, newsletters, like as much as I love them, like it's like, it takes me a long time to write a newsletter. So um, that's why I keep it at the one to three <laughs> amount. Yes, that is genius. <laughs> like you sending a digital download to everybody on your email list for once a month. That's genius. I didn't, I Thank never you. thought about that. 
And now yeah. I'm going to copy you again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like, you know, a lot of times, like, I do, like, Instagram, like, I do share a lot on, on Instagram, but I think, like, as far as, like, for my subscribers, I like to have something that's a little more fun and exclusive for them. And, you know, what I've, want, like, so far, um, I didn't share it very often, but so far I've been, like, sharing more pictures, like, once it, like, I'm about to release, like, I'll take a little like a photo of it of what it is and then I'll share it on my Instagram like you know like I'm gonna be releasing this freebie to my email subscribers this is exclusively for them and I'm always sure to like at least get five more new subscribers and so um it's a good way to like pull people in um you know and like and it's always fun whenever people like um put it on their like laptop or your their screen and then show it to me and it's nice to like feel like oh you're they're using my art and if they do decide to like you know if they have it on their computer screen or if they have it on their phone your art is always going to be in their face in some way <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> if that no makes sense. sense yeah definitely okay so do, do you just send them like a like a, a google link to download a like high high res image um so yes um i i do it through my dropbox so okay. um so like on my website um like i have an image of what the um the freebie is and then they'll just click download and it sends them to my dropbox link so then they can download it so yeah i love this <laughs> i'm gonna do this <laughs> so cool cool well i am so glad we got to virtually meet after yes. i've been stalking stalk you on instagram for a long time so, uh, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day i'm sure yeah. you inspired more than just me tonight but yes thank you so much uh, is there anything yeah, else you want to add real quick um just like uh, um we, we can I find mean, you at is it at tram colwyn or so, what is your so it's um my website is um yeah so it's tram colon art is my instagram and so um yeah and then i also give like business advice and tips and like i also do behind the scenes stuff as far as my paintings and the non-fun part of business um so on there too so um so i have that but you know i love sharing information so like a lot of times people drop like messages and questions and like I love sharing that with other people so um I like get inspired by other artists who are, are encouraging one another as far as like you know realizing it's not a competition you know when you look at it as a competition it just makes it harder like but whenever you work together um you're essentially building up a community so that's kind of what I'm I'm about <laughs> definitely I love it okay Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for talking with me. Um, we will be in touch, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm so excited. Thank you guys so much for allowing me to talk to you. I hope you guys have a good night. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. Bye. Right, bye. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high profile companies such as Bass Pro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business. And now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. 
go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Also, if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop on over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I'll see you next week.